Hi, welcome to the Lima Reads podcast. This is where you can hear from Lima Public Library staff about our all-time favorite authors and stories and what we're currently reading. You may also hear news about the library and our community. Hi everyone, this is Danny, and I have our book discussion uh, leader here, Sarah, to talk about Zora Neale Hurston's Their Eyes Were Watching God. So I have never read this book. Tell us a little bit about what it pertains to. The book starts out when we, in a small town in Florida, um, it is an African-American community, turn of the century-ish, and uh, probably actually more like 1920s, and uh, there is someone returning to the town, um, a woman named Janie who had lived there before, was actually married to the previous mayor. And um, there was a little bit of a scandal with Ooh. her leaving before. Um, and, uh, of course, the townspeople have lots of comments because they're very curious about her, you know, what's happened to her since she left and everything like that. And uh, one of the townspeople is a friend of hers and goes over to Janie and asks her what her has happened since she left. So we get Janie's life story, basically, is the story of this book. And it's the maturing of a remarkable woman and a woman who really comes into her own in a time when it was very difficult to be a strong independent woman particularly for an african-american woman Mm -hmm. so it is a very interesting and poignant tale so i've read about zora neale hurston because um we're having a living history performer come Mm -hmm. and be zora neale hurston this coming saturday Mm -hmm. so i read a little bit about her life and it's Um, The biography that I was looking at stated that this book was based on the town where she grew up. Mm -hmm. Did you get kind of a feel for what that was like? It did. um, The author describes it in a very intimate way where it definitely fleshes out the town and um, makes you feel like you're there on the main street, you know, Mm -hmm. and the citizens are described in such a way that you feel like you have known these people, Mm -hmm. you know, and it has a very personal touch to the whole thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, who do you think would enjoy reading this? Um, I think really the two people that I would recommend this to were one, um, people who are interested in reading about a strong female narrative mm-hmm. where there's a lot of character development and you kind of see her journey from an, a girl who has the typical young girl longings you know, mm-hmm. of wanting to be someone and see the world and really live a life to someone who get grows into a mature woman who has a better understanding of what that is and you know what it means to be happy, so I would re- recommend it for anyone who is interested in that. And I was in, I would recommend it to anyone who's interested in beautiful prose, mm-hmm. because the writing style itself is some of the most beautifully written. Um, the descriptors that she uses to describe the town, mm-hmm. um, the sunsets, the the fields, the orchards where um, Jeannie and her third husband work and third husband my yes. goodness <laughs> yeah. yes well it, it is the you know going back a little bit um it this story is really about ultimately um what women need to be happy in love oh you know and um her first husband is you know the first chapter of she's a young girl she's very easily influenced you know her first marriage is more or less arranged by her grandmother mm-hmm. and in her grandmother's mind what a woman needs to be happy in love is security mm-hmm. you know a husband who provides a, a good home and a good living and security and that sort of thing and um Jeannie comes to have her own feelings about that um and then there is a second husband who offers her um prestige 
he is the mayor of the town that they live in Mm -hmm. and she becomes the mayor's wife and all of the attention that comes with that and I hesitate to use the word power but certainly you know influence um you know and that you know is that what it takes you know to make love in a marriage as someone who offers you that kind of level and uh she isn't so sure about that either and then we get to the third husband and it's with him that she really finds the true richness of love what it takes at least for a woman like herself a very independent woman um what she needs from a relationship in order for it to be happy and loving mm-hmm. so interesting that does sound mm-hmm. like a lot of development but it mm-hmm. seems like a relatively thin story uh, or book i mean it, it's, it's just the number of pages are smaller yeah, than it i would is, anticipate for you know that long of a time period it's it's, um it's maybe not as long as some novels that the things but that just gives credit to the author's ability to control prose and express ideas through you know carefully selected but yet articulate and expressive words Mm -hmm. and the language i should also um spend a minute to talk about the um language that she uses she uses the the vernacular of um peoples at this time and place in florida it's a very um identifiable Mm -hmm. I guess it's you almost have to read it out loud to understand it because Mm -hmm. it's um very location specific the Mm -hmm. way they pronounce their words um and it it is almost a character in itself in the story and that it helps you create the mindset Mm -hmm. of the communities and the peoples and the way that they talk to each other and Mm -hmm. you know how they use words and stuff like that um it is definitely a significant part of the story the language itself that Mm -hmm. they're speaking I um the Biographical information that I was reading stated that Zora Neale Hurston felt that the town where she grew up was such a utopia for black Americans Mm -hmm. that she really wanted to be segregated from the rest of Mm -hmm. the country in this utopia where they -hmm. were just all kind of... Mm -hmm. She got to see um, black men in powerful positions, the mayor Mm -hmm. of the town, the the preacher, Mm -hmm. and and that really informed impacted the way that she Mm -hmm. grew up and thought Mm -hmm. about the world so later in her life she was kind of um shunned because of her views on Mm -hmm. the civil rights movement did you get any of that i could understand as much as one can you Mm -hmm. know how many years later and it come from completely different backgrounds Mm -hmm. but i can i think i can appreciate i should say her viewpoint because um the the town that um jody the second husband creates it is um it's an entirely African-American community. Mm-hmm. And because of that, because there is no outside influence, they are the ones who are making all the business and all mm-hmm. the, you know, essentially the laws and things that are happening in this town. And they are a people, you know, to the, unto themselves. And they don't have, I mean, this is a time in America's history when being African-American in the South was very dangerous, Dangerous. you know, and heavily influenced by, you know, what you could and could not do by, you know, white communities Mm -hmm. around you. So to have all of that excluded and to just allow to, you know, be yourselves and not have that fear or that control, Mm -hmm. I think is, you know, I could understand where she would have seen that as a blessing and an Mm -hmm. opportunity to really see you know people be who they could be without those things hanging over their heads um as far as you know her opinions on later civil rights movements and things like that um i think you know we all carry our experiences and our perspectives with us you know and growing up 
in that kind of environment, you know, she couldn't see perhaps what other communities had to deal with and were suffering with, so she had a hard time understanding that possibly. Hmm. You know, so I think that, you know, if she had maybe those perspectives, she would have maybe felt a little differently about it because obviously the civil rights movement was very necessary, very important, Definitely. and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But I, I can appreciate why she had the viewpoint that she did growing up in the environment mm-hmm. that she did. I find it so interesting that she had that viewpoint. It's not something that mm-hmm. I ever considered about this author before because she's noted as being really influential for other African-American authors like mm-hmm. Toni Morrison and Alice Walker whose narratives tend to be mm-hmm. more, um, how do I want to say, more... Inclusive of the entire overall experience. Yes, yes. yes. Um, um, you know, and I think, but I think that's really great in itself that, you know, it is such a unique voice because mm-hmm. unfortunately so many other people had such different experiences that cannot help but to shape and color their writing, you know, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. But here they have an opportunity to read from an author who's writing perspective where a lot of those negative contributions were never a part of mm-hmm. what she was experiencing. Mm-hmm. So she could kind of set like, you know, without all of that, this is who we could be. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, you know, where we could go and you know, for just as difficult as it may have been for Hurston to look out and appreciate their viewpoint, you know, they can kind of look in and try to understand hers. And, Mm -hmm. you know, both of them could glean the positive and the negatives from both experiences. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I hope that you pick up Their Eyes Were Watching God. We have several copies if you want to host your own book club um, for this. And please do come out to see... um, Women in History Ohio perform as Zora Neale Hurston on Saturday, March 23rd. That performance starts at 2 p.m. in our auditorium. Thanks, Sarah. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to Lima Reads. Keep the conversation going by commenting on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Lima Public Library. 